Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've learned from my struggles with chemo brain and executive functioning disorder. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now entrepreneur, with 20 years of experience in business and office design. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, mom of a teen, a wife, and a lifelong learner. I've discovered that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget important appointments, we can learn to be more productive. We can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and much more manageable. Listen in and learn how to create a plan to streamline your space and your systems so you can be more focused and organized. Hi everyone, Katherine Avery of productivitybydesign.com and host of the Uncluttered Office podcast. I am super excited because today I have a special guest all the way from the Philippines. No, actually, I'm in Macau right now. Macau. I was close. <laughs> Leo Kamwatana. He is one of the co-founders of Sorted. So it's really fun because Leo provided me with some background about who he is and how he got here. So I'm going to share that quickly. He has an undergrad in computer engineering from the University of Toronto, an MBA from Hong Kong University of Science and Technology. And I could have sworn you also did an MBA work at Northwestern. Yes, I did an exchange program there. Very cool. Very cool. So Leo's travels quite a bit around the world, which is amazing. And he's also in a part that holds a special place in my heart, which is Asia. I love Asia. So he joined Louis Vuitton to explore corporate side of things and went back to his first love of coding. It a few apps startup ideas while also working on Sorted as a personal project. He then found a trusted teammate and co-founder in Harry, and that helped Sorted keep it alive while his uh, wife was being diagnosed with cancer. I'm a breast cancer survivor. So I really get this. And I know um, you say that it was one of the emotionally, the toughest period you faced in your life, but I I get it. (laughs) It's not easy. And I actually, we had spoken before we were officially on air that I think it's in a way harder for the caregivers. It, It was a tough period. Absolutely. So we're really not talk about the day. We're going to talk about sorted and how it works in productivity because Leo has talks a lot about hyper scheduling. And I am a huge fan of hyper scheduling. I never had a word for it. So how about we start with what is hyper scheduling and why did you create sorted? And that might be two questions, but I'm guessing it's a combined question. Okay. Well uh, as you mentioned I started sorted as a personal project really to scratch my own itch. I would describe myself as kind of like a creatively disorganized person. And I would jump on the task management bandwagon and then fall off every few months. And this kind of happened while I was uh, doing a turnaround with Body Glove, which we then took public, and then also at LV. And so one day I remember a quote from Einstein. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results, right? Mm -hmm. I thought, well, okay, I need to solve this. So I went down this uh, rabbit hole and trying to solve uh, task management. And during that time, I had a couple of insights, I think. One is that uh, the ROI of task management isn't really linear, 
right? You, if you don't do it, you, you're not organized. But doing more doesn't necessarily mean you gain more from the task management. Actually, it eats into your day. That was one of the insights. The second is that you really want to task manage in a way that is consistent. It's not like a one-off thing. You don't gain a lot of results that way. But if you can do it consistently day in and day out, then you really snowball the, the effect and the benefits that you gain out of it. At that time, I guess most people would use to-do lists. And that's like, you know, generally what people do. And I read an article uh, on Forbes by Kevin Cruz that talks about why to-do lists aren't really used by the most productive people in the world. And, you know, uh, during his research, he said that uh, about 40% of tasks that get onto your to-do list never gets done, mm-hmm. right? And he mentioned that scheduling is what people, uh, if, if you really need to get things done, you need to schedule it into your calendar. Yeah. And part of my understanding of that is that when you put things on a to-do list, there's really no commitment. But when you schedule a time, a specific time to do something, there's a commitment to do it. So scheduling became very important. And I tried to figure out a way to do it as you know consistently. But it can be a chore with existing tools. And so I really thought about how can we make that easier right? Right. and more effortless and quicker. And so all those came together into you know, what we're calling hyper-scheduling now. And that is one, you want to schedule like bite-sized pieces of uh, tasks into your schedule, into your calendar in a way that you could do them uh, in one sitting. And then you want to do it in a kind of flexible way because you can only kind of estimate how much time you need for a certain task, but things don't always pan out that way. Mm-hmm. So you want uh, some, a tool that is easy for you to revise your schedule as needed. And then a tool that then makes it effortless, almost like just two clicks and you have a, your schedule laid out in front of you. So that's kind of like our definition of hyper-scheduling. And of course, the benefits of that, of doing this, what we've found through eight years is that one, when you schedule, you kind of prevent yourself from overwhelming yourself. You don't, you don't, you know, try to do like hundred things in one day, right? You have everybody, even Elon Musk only has 24 hours per day. When you schedule, you naturally kind of like, it forces you to prioritize what is really important in that day and fit it into your schedule and have an amount of time dedicated to it. And then anything else that are lower party, you just put it off to another day. Right. And then when you could do it in two clicks, it's really easy, almost like, you know, seven minute workout. If you just, you know, every night you spend one to two minutes and two clicks to kind of get a schedule, then it's like almost silly not to do it, right? Because you gain for so little amount of effort, you gain the confidence and the, the clarity of what purpose you have the next day, right? So yeah, I, I think that's how I would define what hyper-scheduling is. Right. And I think it's crucial. I'll, I'll give a perfect example. I run a productivity power hour with my clientele. And during my 50-minute power hour, I told the group, oh, I'm going to take care of all the emails and scheduling, et cetera, for my podcast. And then for the second half, I'll be working on my website wrong. I spent the entire 50 minutes doing everything I needed to do for the podcast. I had grossly underestimated the time. Now, as you know, I have ADHD and we really don't estimate time well. So if I don't put it on my calendar, it's not going to happen. It has to be scheduled in my calendar. 
it's a, you know, a, a sticky note on the computer. I don't have any of those on my computer or laptop or anywhere else because those things aren't going to get done. You know, the only time I do that is, is it's something crucial that I think of in the middle of the night and I have a pen and a big sticky notepad in my bathroom and I get up in the middle of the night, I write it on a big sticky note and I just shove it in the middle of the mirror. And then when I take it off the mirror in the morning, I then either put it in the calendar or take care of it right away. That is the only time I ever do that sticky note thing anymore. Because like you, I had to go to everything scheduled. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, the sticky note is almost like an inbox, right? You just collect some thoughts there. But eventually you do want to uh, schedule it uh, into actually action on or at least think about, right? One of the ways that I schedule is sometimes I'll schedule certain things that aren't really thought through and actually budget time to start thinking it through, right? So, yeah. In one of the blog posts, you talk about the three buckets that could be put in inbox. I want to say a list, and then I would think it's the scheduling task calendar, but want to make it much more clear than I did. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's your blog post. In Sorted, we do have an inbox where you could kind of brain dump ideas into, and then we have lists where you can kind of organize things into projects. We have folders that can group multiple projects together, and then we have these tags that you can add for kind of like the context from GTD, like, right. uh, are you going to work on this in the office or at home, or maybe you delegated it to a certain person and you have to follow up with them. And then of course, our biggest main thing is the schedule view where you have a list per day. And that's where you probably, most people will spend most of their time in there. Right. right. And then of course, uh, to assist you with that, we have uh, something called auto schedule where we can lay out your your events and your tasks together and help you uh, plan it out without dragging and dropping and spending a lot of time doing that. First thing I used, I was like, oh, auto schedule. <laughs> I love that feature. <laughs> right. And then we have something called a time ruler. So you could like, we have this gesture called magic select, and then you could select a bunch of stuff all together and just like move it to another day or like use the time ruler to shift it by like 30 minutes. If you're like, you know, running late for something. And then... Let's see, what else is interesting? With the schedule view, you, you could also pull out this timeline to really see it as like your regular calendar. So you can see where, where blocks of time you have available for anything sudden or just to take breaks and stuff like that. So yeah, so that's kind of like the structure of uh, Sorted. I love it. I love it. Is there color coding? I haven't had a chance to delve that deep into it yet. We don't really have color coding yet. We do have tags and you could... Uh, so far, we, I think a lot of our users tend to put emojis on, on the names of the list and, and the tags. Yeah. And then it, that becomes kind of like the, the code that they use. Well, I saw that because you have the grocery list. And it was so funny because I was reading about the grocery list. And I'm like, where is the grocery list? I can't find the grocery list. So I just decided to make my own list called grocery or my own tag. Excuse me. I like my own tag called grocery. And then I cracked up because when I went into the tag, then I popped up the list of grocery. And I'm like, oh, this is so fun because you have emojis on your list. Yes. Uh, yeah, we have that capability. And it actually, that whole idea came from our users. Right, so right. initially, we didn't add emojis in there. And then one user said, start doing that. And so we're like, oh, that's awesome. Can we kind of incorporate it as part of our default list and stuff? And, and uh, the user said, yeah, yeah, it's great. So, 
Yeah, it came from our user, actually. Emojis are great for visual learners, which I am, which is why I can really relate to it. Because we would kind of see in images, we don't, we learn in images, we envision the world in images as opposed to words. So if, if I have a, a thing that comes up and it's a vegetable, I know that's the grocery list. Or maybe it's a burger and it's not <laughs> on the grocery list. But let's not talk about unhealthy eating habits. <laughs> so a lot of the things you're talking about actually do have to do with habits. It's sort of a great accidental segue into this because when we when we start using a scheduler and plotting out our tasks and prioritizing and you talked about GTD getting things done which is a wonderful methodology if you're just starting out and you have 700 things to do and you don't know how to even organize them getting things done right on track so let's talk about how people get into the habit of using a tool like sort of using a project management software and I I want to use project management software lightly because some people think, oh, I have to be an engineer at IBM to use project management software. Really, any business owner can keep track of their projects. And I guess we would sort of call tasks projects. That's the bite size, breaking it down. So I think when we, when we designed Sorted, we, one of our core tenants was to keep it flexible and but also allow for, you know, deeper usage of the app. And so you could start off really simply by just writing uh, down what is on your mind, what you think you have to do into your, into your inbox. And then you could pick a few and schedule into your day. And the simple routine would be every night you should look at your schedule for the next day, add any tasks into it if you need to, and then click on auto schedule and see what the what your schedule looks like. And likely, as a beginner, you'll probably, when you first get started, you'll probably see that it overflows your entire day. You have way too much in there, right? When you see that, you should then kind of pick off a few things that you don't really need to do, you know, the less important stuff, and just move it off to like the day after or like three days later to think about it, right? And then you narrow it down, back down into something that actually fits into your schedule, and, and, then, and then you just go to sleep. And then when you wake up, take a look at it again and try to follow. And this just repeats. So at the end of the day, you might have some things that you didn't complete that gets carried over to the next day automatically for you and sorted. And then at night, you would want to reschedule your next day and try to follow it and keep doing that. And then what I found is that when you do that consistently, maybe for three or four days, you start noticing and become more aware of how you work as a person. And I think each person works a little bit differently. For myself, I'm more of a night owl. So I, I know that I kind of get more done during the evening hours. And so then that informs me on how I should schedule my day. So I should schedule my coding stuff later on when I'm more you know awake. And then I'll put more of my kind of errands earlier on in the day. Yeah. So that is the simple uh, routine. Of course, we have some users who actually did some YouTube videos about how they use it. And some of them can get really complex. Like you could start incorporating ideas from GTD, the Eisenhower matrix, Pomodoro, Tickler file system. And so obviously I don't want to, we could talk a long time on those concepts, but uh, so I would encourage you 
to maybe if you want to talk about it, uh, reach out to us uh, afterwards through Twitter or, or, or email or something like that, or yeah, just Google search some of these terms and explore some more. But one thing is, I think it's important to remember KISS, right? Uh, keep it simple, stupid. Don't be tempted to you know, try to apply everything all the time. It's better to use the minimal number of tools and concepts to get things done because ultimately the goal is to get things done and not like to manage or try to create this really big behemoth of a system. I'm going to talk to two things there. One, well, first, I will put the caveat that anything you've just mentioned, I'll make sure to put links to in the show notes. So nobody worry. I'll be, I talk about a lot of these things myself, the Pomodoro, et cetera. The second thing is, is I call KISS your system. Keep your sanity silly because, well, I know, and I know KISS is filled with an I, not a Y. But I just thought it was sort of those things that you want to keep your sanity. But you also want to have a little fun. And so that's been my little riff on keep it simple. Where was I going to go with the next thought? Because there was something else you said that I really, really liked. I often find, oh, yes, we were, when we were discussing getting together, I was sort of worried because I thought, oh, Leo's going to be a, an early person like me and I'm going to want to accommodate him. And then that would mean I would have to talk to you late at night, which is hard for me. And then you were like, oh, no, I'm a night owl. <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> We're on opposite sides of the world, so we're in completely different time zones. The other thing I want to say, just so people know, is Leo's team reached out to me to ask if he could be on the podcast. And so you're the first person who has ever been on the podcast who reached out to me. Ah, okay, interesting. I'm really super selective with who I bring on here. And the other thing I want to say, and it's just a little pause in this, is that I'm not like being paid in any way. There's no weird kickbacks. It's just us having a conversation about Sorted because I think it's a fascinating tool and it's a great way to talk about how you schedule. So for anyone who's listening and you're like halfway through this saying, hey, am I being sold? No, I just happen to think it's a really interesting tool. And I've used quite a few. I've used Asana, I've used Trello, and I've used Todoist. And I'm in Todoist right now. And some of the things that I wish were different about Todoist, I see Sorted filling that hole and bridging that gap. Nothing against Todoist, which has been a great tool. All those tools have been great tools, but they're very, very different. Trello is highly visual. Uh, it's all about having boards. And to me, who's a visual, I, I miss that list piece. That I, I also have a piece of myself that's very, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. And with Trello, if it's on a board, to me, it's out of sight. Well, where is it? I don't know. Whereas, you know, it's sort of into Todoist, I can see, and, and Sonic, I can see them all right away and know exactly what's going on. So I'm a big visual person. Uh, you know, I'm the person who has her Google Calendar color-coded <laughs> according right, to right. what I'm doing when. And the beauty of the color-coding, why I brought it up, but the emoji would work equally effectively, is then you can see very quickly in your day where's your time going? My focus time is blue because uh, I know I need to be calm to do it. My red items are things that absolutely positively have to be done today. And there's no having a national discussion about it. Uh, anything that has to do with either meeting with people from a marketing standpoint or clients is green and you know, on and on. I won't go into the whole color coding, but you know, my family has a different color. And if I see there's a day where I spent the entire afternoon personal stuff, I think, huh, do I need to have a little focus time tomorrow to kind of make up for that lost work time or vice versa? And more often vice versa, let's face it. 
more often it's that we're working too much and not spending enough family time. If you're struggling with how you're managing your time, really evaluate what's your high energy time of the day. You know, Leo is determined that he's really great at coding late at night. Late at night, I'm only really great at sitting on a sofa watching TV. Completely useless. I don't tend to make, you know, late night meetings. Right. It's different for everyone. So it's important to, to kind of learn a bit more about yourself and how you work. But these tools are a great way to learn that, you know, by using a tool that's a project management tool, a task management tool, you can get a very quick sense of that. I have a client right now who has a habit of making way too many goals for the week. And she's super busy. She's got a launch happening. There are a lot of details that are involved in that. And there's just not enough hours in the day for her right at this moment. And so the last time we were working together, I said, one goal. She said, but I have to get this, this. And I'm like, you can only have one goal. (laughs) So I'm going to do my taxes and I'm going to get my office organized. I'm like, no, you're not. You're setting yourself up for failure. Let's get the taxes done first. We can talk about your office next week. Because it's not realistic. And the only way to learn that is to just keep track your time in some way. Keep scheduling it, doing this hyper scheduling. I, I schedule when I'm going to exercise. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You should not only schedule for work. You have to schedule for your personal life. You have to make sure you're, you're staying healthy. You're maintaining your body. If you're into meditation, you should schedule that too. Right. It, because it all comes back together, right? If you're not healthy, then how are you going to work? It, it loops. It's a cycle. So, it, It's been fun this week. I think it was on Monday. I was super busy. And I told my husband, this is just like a crazy week. Can you pick up dinner tonight? Literally Monday night. And I've been cooking a lot. And, and when I say pick up dinner, something that's semi ready to go to be, so for example, like stuffed chicken, where you cook it. It's, it's somewhat healthy as opposed to KFC. Our chicken. I'm hoping that's a fairly international McDonald's. You know, you get the idea. So he came home and next thing you know, he had meal planned the entire week. Oh, wow. Really nice. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> crazy week. And so like tonight is actually leftover night. It's clean out the fridge night is kind of what we call it. And then tomorrow night is meatloaf and it's all sort of ready to go. And I was like, this is really nice. And that's usually what I'm doing. But he just knows that this is a very busy week for me. And he just, he just took care of it. So lucky me. Yeah, it's, it's really nice to have a supportive family. And uh, for me, a supportive business partner. Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, you, you can never tell what happens in life, right? And sometimes, you know, no matter how much, how hard you try something, like for, for me with, with my wife, you know, it, it was unexpected. And I was very lucky to have Harry, who, who was there and said, no worries. Uh, let me take care of the business side. Uh, you go and figure out all the details for now. And uh, that really kind of like safe sorted and, and kind of allowed me to focus on, with, on my wife's issues. So, yeah. I knew that my husband's job was such that it was going to be very hard for him to take much time. And I needed to be driven to and from chemo each week. So what I did was I asked dear, dear friends if they'd be willing to drive me. And they all took turns. And so each week I had a different person taking me and the only requirement I had is they had to have a good sense of humor and understand that once they put the Benadryl in me, I was going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so bring something to do because it does, it knocks you right out only for about 30 minutes, but still, 
And, and we had wonderful people who set up a meal train, a couple moms from my daughter's school. So we would get three meals delivered here a week. And we could really make it work to get to about five meals out of those three. And then my husband would just, we'd deal with it over the weekend. I usually had some good energy. And I'll tell you, having gone through chemo was an amazing way for me to learn how to manage my energy. It really taught me that, you know, there's really only so many hours in the day and you don't have a lot of energy. My, my business basically shut down. I mean, it looked like it was still open, but it really, it really wasn't. I was a designer at the time. I had four design clients, office design. I sent three of them to other people. The fourth, because it's a huge project. And I said, I want to be completely present and available for them. And then they had a flood and they didn't, couldn't move forward with the design project till about a year later. So I ended up having no clients. And uh, when you're starting chemo, it's not the time to be looking for clients. So it just sort of was what it was. But it helped me reevaluate everything. And it really put me on the path to doing a productivity coaching model because I learned so much about myself. I learned in that time, you know, I had chemo brain. I learned that I had ADHD. And tools like these, tools like Sorted, are crucial for people who have brain challenges. And it may not be the perfect tool for them, but I'm finding it's, you know, I'm going to start introducing it to some of my clients and seeing what they they think about it now that I'm starting to use it and get a better sense of it. Um, Thank you. We've had a lot of emails from uh, users who tell us that they have ADHD and that this really helped them kind of organize, right? So you were talking about Trello before where it's like many, many boards. And I think they, and including myself, I actually might have ADHD without knowing because like, I find that that it's so unfocused. You don't know where you're supposed to be looking, right? right. But when you condense everything into just like a simple, here's your day, it's linear. It, we all experience the day linearly anyways. So this is what you're going to do. This is what you plan to do. Try to follow it. And then it becomes really simple, right? It simplifies everything. And then then your focus can be on actually doing whatever you're, you're trying to accomplish as opposed to trying to like juggle and, and remember, oh, I should be doing this or I should be looking here or there. Yeah. I think it also helps reduce stress. I mean, we talked about me going through chemo and you want to talk about stressful, but even your day-to-day stressors. And if you can have everything laid out in a calendar and know exactly what you're supposed to be doing when, it really does reduce your stress. I'd love for you to talk to that element of it. Yeah. I think some people, when they've First, hear about oh, I'm gonna you, you're gonna follow a schedule. It sounds stressful, right? But what we found is it's actually very opposite. There are a cu- couple reasons why I think we we get stressed. One is we're trying to do too much, as you alluded to before. But when you schedule, you only have 24 hours. You have a limited number of time. You have to budget time for sleep and stuff as well. Then you you naturally kind of like uh, naturally prioritize and limit what are the important things you want to get accomplished that day. A second is when you budget a specific amount of time, let's say 15 or 15 minutes or, or 45 minutes for a meeting or something like that, then you have an alarm at the end, right? You don't want to go over that or else it's sometimes it's so easy to kind of like sit, sit here and start uh, replying to emails that you mentioned before and, and it, you totally blow, blow your time away and then uh, you can't get onto other stuff. So when you budget your time, you also have this place to say, okay, I should stop here, right? And then also another form of stress is just worrying about you forgetting important stuff, right? But when you have it in your schedule, 
and you you know that you kind of like carry it through every day if you don't get it done, then you never really forget, right? It because it'll be there, and then you just look at it and you say, okay, am I going to do this today or tomorrow? You choose, and then if I'm going to do it today, when? And that's it. So really simple steps to kind of just organize you, and everything else kind of like just you know resolves itself through this method. I joke that my cell phone is my second brain. So just in the interest of time, wrapping up, would love to hear your number one productivity pointer. It may or may not be sorted. <laughs> I have to say it's probably hyperscheduling. So I think sorted is, it's more of a byproduct of our quest for this hyperscheduling methodology. I see it as a tool, so like a hammer for you to help mm. you hyperschedule. And so what we're here very proud of is, is the concept of hyperscheduling. You could try to, to do it with other tools and you can probably do it in some way, but then when you use a dedicated tool for it, it becomes that much easier. So to kind of conclude, we, we actually offer a free trial of all the pro features with Sorted. So you could feel free if you're on the Apple ecosystem, just download it, give it a try for 14 days. And then afterwards, you could actually continue using it with all the uh, standard features there are some features that are locked behind a paywall afterwards, but you can still use it, continue to use it free forever, basically. So that we decided to do that to really give people confidence to try and feel out hyper-scheduling for themselves and then decide for themselves whether it's worth it for them to commit to it or not. Got you. I think that's brilliant. So you fed right into my next question, which was, you know, how would people be able to find Sorted? So let's talk about how they find you. What's the best way to reach out to you if they're interested in learning more or just getting to know you at all? Or Yeah. Okay. So on Twitter, you could find Sorted HQ. So S-O-R-T-E-D-H-Q. And then my personal Twitter account is at IMCoolio. So I-M-K-U-L-I-O. And then you could find out more on our about uh, hyperscheduling and Sorted on our website. S-O-R-T-E-D-A-P-P.com, so sortedapp.com. We have some articles and we're doing more articles on the concepts of hyperscheduling and, and how you could run a simple to complex routine with the tools that are provided in Sorted. Super. Thanks so much. This was amazing. I'm so grateful you came on. I know you're heading off to coding now. So thank you for taking the time. I'll be seeing you soon, Leo. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thing. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's Voices Amplified.